Hey everybody, hope you're doing well today. It's um, early or midday on, um, on a Monday. You know how that goes, right? Nice day, pretty day. Been raining off and on. Last night we got some storms, um, but it was nice. I only know because my dog, my dog, he's a half Rottweiler pit bull, and he's scared of thunder. <laughs> so that's how I know. He was uh, shuffling around the hardwood floor and crawling up under our bed. So that's how we know, right? <coughs> Here recently, the end of last month, on the 27th, my wife and I got to celebrate our 23rd wedding anniversary. It was, it was such a blessing, right? Such a blessing. So I got to see... Some cousins I hadn't seen in forever. Got to see some aunts and uncles that I haven't seen in several years. Right. Some I didn't get to see because I, you know, over the last few years I've lost uh, an uncle. Um, but that's okay. Right. That's okay. Uh, he's in a better place. That's my belief anyway, that he's in a better place. But I got to see my kids. Right? Especially the ones I don't get to see um, very often. You know, I've got a couple of stepdaughters that are really interactive with my, my wife and I. Um, and then I got a younger son. Um, I say younger, he's in his late 20s, um, but he lives in another town a couple of hours away from our hometown. So I don't get to see him much. But he did just give me a brand new baby, a brand new granddaughter just a couple of days ago. That is such a wonderful feeling. That's kind of what helps me make my point today. Um, and then my oldest son, boy, he works He works a lot, like a lot of people do. Um, hopefully he'll learn someday to be able to balance life, work, and family, right? It, um, I remember as a young guy working a lot of hours and missing out on a lot of things. But I'm grateful, right? I am grateful. So um, uh, don't forget to hit that message button before I get going. Hit that message button. Share with me. Share with me your experiences, your strengths, right? Whatever ideas you have about anything I share. Um, share your point of view. I love to have conversations about any of these topics. You know, when it comes to recovery, whether it's mental health, um, or substance abuse, or if it's family dysfunction recovery, right? Man, I love to talk about it all. It holds a, a soft place in my heart because I've struggled with it all. <coughs> my own mental health issues, some substance abuse issues, um, and along the way, um, some family issues. Um, and so I get it, right? I get it. So share with me for sure. Um, and if I share a point that you want to add to, please do. Please feel free to do that very thing. So let's get rolling. I mentioned seeing my grandkids, aunts and uncles, my parents, because my anniversary falls on Memorial Day weekend. And over the last few decades, we've had a lot of family reunions 
on that weekend, primarily because I have a lot of family that's in the military, right? Several uncles. Um, I've got, you know, a few cousins. Um, my dad, my grandfather, right? Right now, I've got a couple of nephews that just recently over the last few years have left the service, right? They were both Army. Uh, my grandfather um, on my mother's side is a, was an Iwo Jima survivor, right? So a lot of family. And Memorial Day was a big, big, big weekend um, for us. And so that's kind of why we got married on that weekend. It's because we were having a family reunion already scheduled, and it was easier for people to not have to travel again, right? So I loved that weekend. And I loved seeing cousins, and I loved seeing my kids. But I loved seeing my grandkids. And the best part of it was watching my kids interact with their kids. Right? So today I'm talking about um, how your adult children watch and see your milestones, and they learn from them. On May 27th, my wife and I celebrated 23 years of marriage. On that same day, we attended a family reunion. Family gatherings, mm, that's something that we missed in the six years that we lived in Oregon. We are grateful to be home, right? Although we, um, we would come back to visit, right? We would come back to Texas every Thanksgiving. It just is impossible to catch up on a whole year of stuff, right? That's hard to do. And pictures of the grandkids doing school activities, just not the same as actually being there. Our kids have watched us go through some pretty hard times in our marriage, including a seven-month separation that happened in just our first year and a half of marriage. Yeah, a little over a year in my in my in my wife, uh, I was ready to call it quits. It didn't take me long, right? But during that time, although separated, we began the process of change, the process of recovery. I do believe in God, and it's my belief that He needed us to get out of His way. Right, and to also get out of each other's way to create this sort of spiritual awakening and create some growth. Right, he had to get that to occur. When my wife and I were um, drinking and partying, our kids were watching. When we got into the bar business and owned our own nightclub, our kids were watching. When I wasn't home, in the evening for dinner or for school functions, our kids were watching. When my wife was home lonely and frustrated, my stepdaughters were watching. When I was home but still unplugged from my family, my sons were watching. They were all watching and learning. When my wife chose to come back home and gave our marriage another shot, which I'm so grateful for, but when she chose to come home, 
our kids were watching. When they saw us doing the things we needed to do to become the healthiest versions of ourselves separately and as a couple, our children were watching. Man, I hope you're hearing that. The healthier and stronger our marriage became, the stronger we got in our faith and belief in God, our children were watching. Mm. Today, is, as we feel the healthiest and happiest in our marriage, I feel like we've ever been, our adult children are still watching. Our 13 children, our grandchildren, are also watching. Right? They're toddlers. They're not baby babies anymore, a majority of them. Now they have began to watch not only their parents, right? But grandma and grandpa, my wife and I, they're watching us too. The more and more we get to actually interact with our grandchildren who are, oh my gosh, they're making memories, we're making memories. Our adult children are watching and making memories and we are living, experiencing, and making memories in real time. It's a beautiful thing. Our kids have experienced a lot of heartache with us and we have with them as well, right? Their marriages haven't been, my two boys, their marriages haven't been perfect. My stepdaughters, mm, their relationships have not been perfect. And I get it. Not all of that is due to things they've ex experienced with mom and I. Some of it is their own, is of their own choosing, right? And I get that. But you're, as your children grow, they're watching you meet these milestones. They're either watching you get worse or they're watching you get better or you're showing them how to just be stagnant in a relationship, but they are watching. As we grow past our past baggage, our kids are watching and learning. They see that even the rockiest of relationships can be restored. And they have watched how we have done that very thing with each other and with God in our lives. Your teenage, keep this in mind, your teenager or your teenage children are learning how to navigate relationships by watching you. My boys, they married their high school sweethearts almost a decade ago. I hope they've gained some wisdom from the recovery version, right? I hope they've gained some wisdom from the recovery version of me. The recovery version of what our marriage looks like now. My stepdaughters can finally see that they were in completely unhealthy dysfunctional relationships and have gotten out of them. Your children learn from you 
good and bad experiences, right? It doesn't matter, good or bad, they will pick up on it. Sometimes the healing and recovery starts with you as a couple and as a mom and dad. We were fortunate that as we come back together, our kids, oh my gosh, that was a good day. As we've come back together, our kids creeping up into their preteen ages, right? When we got back together, they were still toddler-ish, but just past that, but not quite preteen. No, nine, ten um, preteen ages, and we felt like we still had time. Thankfully, they were still that young because we felt like we still had time to make an impression on them before reaching the point of no return. I'm sure you've heard about that age, right? The point of no return. Sometimes people feel like once they are teenagers, it's hard to retrain them. As I am sure most of you know, that is hard. Again, your kids are learning from you. Question is, what are they learning? I think for some kids, the point of no return is what? 14, 15? It's like an age where they've learned everything they're going to learn. And you've made whatever influences you're going to make by that age. And (coughs) they either have watched and learned some positive things or not. Have you thought about what you want to achieve as a parent? What memories do you want to create for your child? What kind of relationship do you want with your child? Goal setting for parents is important. It's important for modeling the behaviors and values you want your children, right? As well as relationship building. You want them to see the growth in those areas. Your goal setting should help you become the parent you want to be, but they should also be achievable. Don't set some big, big goals that, you know, you feel disappointed if you don't meet them. The goals should be focused on what you can do as a parent to support your child's strengths and weaknesses and empower them to be successful, be willing to walk through their weaknesses with them as well, right? We're really, really good to give praises as parents, really good to give praises about little successes our kids have. But what behaviors do you mirror if they fall short of something, right? What do they see you do if you find yourself disappointed in them? That may speak volumes to where and how they grow. Ask yourself what outcomes you want for your child and what actions would help achieve those. As common as personal resolutions and goals are for most of us, The vast majority of families that I've talked to have never 
given thought to setting goals for their family. And say, I set a goal for this. You set a goal for that. Little Johnny, what's your goal for the day or the week or the month? All right? They don't always have to be individualized goals. Why can't we set family goals? Right? We want to take this trip, that trip, or maybe we all get together as a family and go see one certain movie, anything. Anything. As common as it is, we don't always do that, right? I feel like a majority of families that I've talked to have never given thought to setting goals for their family. What could account for this disconnection? I don't know. You may know. What could account for that? sort of disconnect well quite possibly the crap loads of work parents already have right although i know we're busy as parents we all we're not just parents we're employees somewhere nonetheless being intentional about our goals and vision for our family is a process no family should go without and I can explain why. When we take the time to reflect on how we'd like our family to grow, we invest in our family's success. It's highly likely that if we don't take the time to develop goals as a family, we won't take the steps necessary to move closer to them. When families come together to work toward a common goal, they're more likely to succeed. When family goals are set collaboratively, it provides space for the thoughts and concerns of both parent and child to be expressed. That's the point. That's the point. Sometimes kids just want to feel like they have a voice. They know they're kids. Right? I mean, how hard is it? You don't... You're a child. You don't need to be in adult conversation. I get that. So create an age-appropriate one. And talk about things they can invest some of their little thinking, their little thoughts into. That is what helps them feel like they're a part of, right? When we hear and understand the perspective of other family members, we're more inclined to understand and emphasize with each other's ideas or empathize with each other's ideas or situations. When our guys were little, after our restoration, talking about my kids, after we got back together, we did start having more dinners at the table as a family, right? People don't do that. We also started incorporating a family game called Highlights and Bummers. That's when we would go around the table and one at a time share a highlight and a bummer for the day. 
as long as it was done respectfully and without lewd or inappropriate comments, pretty much anything they needed to talk about was fair game. And yes, that meant that <laughs> sometimes me, Dad, would hear things that would make a goat blush when I'm talking to my stepdaughters at the table, right? But the game sparked other conversations as well. It helped create and maintain open dialogue with our kids. Yes, this game did create some stressful back-talking moments at times, but overall, it paid off in the end. Our kids could talk about anything with us, and that is what helped in the long run. Sure, there'll be moments like we had that it was a struggle, right? It would sometimes lead to some arguments, but then we would just go back to the rules, be respectful and kind to each other while you're expressing your thoughts, right? But at the end of the day, it was great. It really, really, really is important that they see your recovery milestones. It's important that you have these open conversations with them when they're young. Sometimes I think that's where we drop the ball when, as parents, we're in the middle of our own funkiness. Maybe we're distraught. Maybe one parent is unhappy with the marriage. You know, even as, that's the thing is parents, we know we're parents. But that doesn't change the fact that we can be dealing with some things too, aside from the kids. Right? <coughs> Husbands and wives, people, couples, they don't always click. Right? Just because you're a parent doesn't exempt you from the stressors of trying to navigate a relationship. And they're watching that. When you're feeling a little down about your chunky thighs and squishy tummy, but you, you, you don't. You know, you don't like that bathing suit and jump into the lake and, right, and hold hands with your kids because they asked you to, right? What I'm talking about is maybe you're in... A situation that you're uncomfortable with, like this bathing suit. You don't like it. But what your kids see is you smiling and jumping into the pool with them or into the lake with them. Your kids see that and they learn that and they experience that par parent moment. Sure. You know, I don't look real good in a swimsuit, swim trunks, you know. But... That's not the important thing. The important thing is I'm interacting with my grandkids. When my kids were little, I interacted with them. Sometimes you're in uncomfortable places, but your kids are learning. When you're exhausted from the day and the stress of life, but you go outside to toss a ball around with your son anyway because he really wanted to. He doesn't know or see that you're tired. What he remembers is that you were willing to go outside and play. That's what sticks. When you're on the brink of losing your temper because someone 
broke something in the house, but you take a deep breath and remind everyone that people are more important than things. Your kids see that. Been a lot of times where my kids have broken things in the house. One, it's mainly because I guess I'm not a very materialistic person. But I did I don't care. Falls, brokes, I may have gotten onto them more for the horseplay, right? You can't play that rowdy in the house. So tone that down. But the fact that you broke something really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter to me, all right? So that's kind of how I got on to or disciplined my kids. It was more about their behavior in the situation, more so than breaking an object, right? I can replace that. When you're losing your faith, but you gather your children and head to church anyway, are you hearing me? When you're losing your faith, but you gather your children and head to church anyway, because it's important to show them that God's love is bigger than one fleeting moment. That one moment of despair, one moment of being tired, one moment of being frustrated, you still get everybody up and you go. You just go. Our children are watching us. They are learning about themselves and the world around them by observing what we do or what we say and how we react and how we treat them and ourselves. When we step out of our own comfort zone, we give them courage to do the same. Trust me when I tell you that you want your daughter to have the spiritual and emotional strength to say no. You want your daughter, even if she's a toddler right now, prayerfully she will grow up with enough confidence in herself that she can be in the relationship and still be strong enough to say, no, I refuse to be treated that way. Solely because she saw how comforting and kind you were to her mother. Those will be her expectations. She watched you be kind and loving to her mother. And she's going to expect that. You want her to have the confidence to say, no, I refuse to be treated that way. Man. So, what are you teaching your children? Are you teaching them the opposite of that? Are you slowly tearing down the confidence in them? Good question. When we show patience and grace in moments of frustration, we show them they are more important than the situation. 
they are more important than the situation. So if my son would have broke something and I would have overly disciplined him, put him in his room or in a corner or, you know, whatever way we do to isolate them from us. And I go on a rant about the thing he broke. At one point, we begin to feel like that item is more important than him. Mm. Man, I don't know about y'all, but that was sure preach somewhere. That is for sure. I don't want my kids and now my grandkids to think that anything material is more important than them. My kids take the time to explain their discipline, right? They say, this is not safe. I want you to be safe. You might get hurt doing that. You might get hurt doing this. It's never about the object, the materials. It's about keeping them safe. When we show up through our exhaustion, we show them they matter. Do you kids, do you kids, do you feel, do you feel like your kids know they matter? Hmm. Try a game of highlights and bummers and give them the space to um, share their thoughts and feelings and emotions. And you might just find out. Highlights and bummers, sure. You know, they'll start off with, my highlight for today was I passed a school test. My bummer for today was the teacher was not real happy with the grade. <coughs> but as you go around and you parents share too, it opens the door for more conversation. It's a great icebreaker game. When we embrace the moment, we show them how to find their own joy. Even when while growing up, they could see that you, mom and dad, found also or also found some joy in each other. When we share our faith, we lead them to God and we open their hearts to peace and hope and a love greater than our own understanding. In some families, it's normal to hug and initiate other forms of physical touch openly. Children who grow up in such families may therefore be very open-minded about displaying gestures of love and affection and can easily get along with their friends. Patients who argue loudly, scream, and throw things at each other might be teaching their child that such aggression, gesture, maybe those kinds of gestures, are a good way to express love. Whereas if a child sees his parents forgiving each other for their actions, he is likely 
to value his relationships later in life and apologize when he's wrong or when she's wrong. They'll reflect that behavior. But it is because of these very struggles that I feel led to talk about recovery and talk about families. I know that I love these topics. I do. And I've probably shared a little bit more of my personal experience in this one, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember them all. Uh, or maybe I've shared snippets of some of this stuff. But it's a joy to see how my kids navigate their marital relationships, my two boys. And it's been a blessing to watch my stepdaughters stand their ground and finally get to a point where they refuse to be treated any differently than how they should be. It's important for them to learn that they have that option. It is. Recover if you want to have full recovery in a family, you not only have to get rid of um, or manage the mental health issues and get rid of any addiction issues. You have to work around the dysfunction too. My wife and I started off on a rocky road. I was not the most attentive husband or father. And that's on me. But I can tell you that it's changed enough for that now we have been married 23 years. It's a good thing. It's a blessing. Absolute blessing. I hope you found this podcast to be a blessing. Um, share it with a friend, family member, right? Um, maybe you can gain some 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 insight. Right, uh, and I know I took a little bit of a detour from my normal topics, but this was kind of on my heart, probably because of the weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, family reunion, wedding anniversary, all piled into you know one event. It's probably why it's on my mind so heavy. Because if I'd still live in Oregon, I wouldn't have been blessed with that day. Right, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be home. And I'm glad that my family had already been planning um, that family reunion a couple of weekends ago. Um, it's been a blessing, right? Been a blessing. Watch what you're teaching your kids. What milestones are you meeting or not meeting? What goals are you reaching or not reaching? Are you setting goals? And I do I do encourage you to try to try that family game of highlights and bummers. It's a good one. Your kids will talk. If you don't ask open-ended questions, you get closed-ended answers. Right? How many times do you ask the kid, how was your day? Okay. Did you have a good day? Yeah. When really and truly they've 
Probably have not. But you won't find out with those kinds of questions. So be blessed, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.